You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Nerds! Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. What's going on, hockey fans? More importantly, happy game day, Bolts fans. Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, an Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of practices, games, storylines of your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week. So the best way to stay up to date on all of the fun is to download the Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, hit that auto download button so that all brand new episodes are just sitting there waiting for you. Guys, I am Casey Hudson, your host, and it's time for us to dive into a brand new episode of Pucks and Bolts, starting with the breakout. Now, last time I opened up quoting your captain, Steven Stamkos, basically saying that these guys are running out of time. Well, no brainer here. The regular season is winding down and the guys are still looking for a W after four straight losses, but that's not where we're going to begin today's segment. Yes, they're out of time. Yes, there's been four straight losses, but there's about six points needed to clinch that playoff spot, which leads us to where we're going in the breakout. Rangers clinch their 62nd playoff berth and the Maple Leafs clinch for the seventh straight year. Does that now start to turn on the pressure cooker a bit more? Absolutely, because the Bolts are still trying to find their way. Some people are wondering, are they tired? Are they uh, still trying to find their footing with these new players? Are they still um, just not able to execute because of X, Y, and Z? I'm going to lean towards the fact that they're still trying to get some guys acclimated. We talk about Cooper's blunder so much here on Pucks and Bolts, but it's more than that. It's because these new guys that they brought in have a special, very particular role to play, but they've got to start getting their feet underneath them to execute and bring that skill set to life. We've seen Mikey Acemont out of the lineup uh, versus the Bruins, and particularly is the one that I was most surprised about. We're seeing Bellamare being rotated in here and there. So there's still so much movement where it just tells me that they're trying to find their footing within that spark, within that chemistry. So don't hit the panic button just yet. My hand's hovering but it's not hitting the panic button quite yet. So with those teams clenching, here's some point perspective for this playoff berth potentially on the way. Bruins sitting at 119 points, Leaves sitting at 97 points, and your Tampa Bay Lightning sitting at 90 points with a big matchup tonight versus the the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, before we talk about the Canes, um, we're going to get into some takeaways because we always want to at least look at the bright side or the most significant pointers when analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning because uh, they're still a great team. There's still so much skill here. And as I mentioned, not hitting the panic button yet. So takeaways from the Tampa Bay Lightning since we last met here on Pucks and Bolts. The first one I've got to address is going to be the mental hurdle of the second period. Why is this a takeaway for me? Because I think that the second period, quote unquote, slump was talked about way too much. Um, There's a thing where 
psychologically, I think it's in the back of these guys' head about wanting to command the second period, wanting to show up in the second period so much to where they kind of let off the gas in the first period. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Their first two road games, their opponents got ahead by two goals in the first 20 minutes, which means they were playing catch-up in the second period and running out of time in the third period. Now, we saw hope in that first game versus the Canadians when Pat Maroon put the team within one as the clock was winding down in the third period. You also saw them try to pick up steam in the third period versus the Ottawa Senators, thanks to Mikhail Sergachev, but then all of a sudden the Senators took off on them, put up seven goals total. So you're seeing a team that's now got so hyper-focused on this second period, quote-unquote, slump, to where the first and the third period are up in the air. That third period of vengeance, that third period urgency is still there, but there's only so much time on the clock to make it work, to play catch-up, to get goals, to land in the net. So you're looking at a team that's still trying to find chemistry, that's still trying to put the entire game together, but I think they just got too caught up in the second period slump. I think it was talked about way too much. With that said, it was Braden Point that opened the scoring in both of those second periods versus the Canadians as well as the Senators, and it can't all come down to Braden Point. So I'm sure this team is fully aware of it. Uh, I talked about it earlier today on the Pat and Aaron show. If there's one thing that leads to this team beating themselves is just the mental hurdles. And when something's talked about too much, I think that that becomes a mental roadblock. And once they get past that, you're looking at a team that we know can thrive under pressure and can get the job done and can rise to the occasion, which is what they did versus the Boston Bruins, who are a spectacular team. We know this. We've talked about them enough. But at the end of the day, they still did a lot of great things versus one of the top teams in the league. And that's with ridiculous amount of penalties. That first period was outrageous, but they finally got on the scoreboard. Thanks to Victor Hedman, who plays very well versus the Boston Bruins. So first takeaway is enough with the second period slump. And let these guys get past that mental hurdle and piece together 60 minutes of hockey on their own. Now that they have finally scored in that first period, I think that they have started to break past that that mental hurdle and can connect and get that game going in the first period for them and really bring it home in that third period because that's their strong suit, first and third period. Let it be what it is. The second takeaway that we're going to head into is kind of looking at that Boston Bruins game more closely. It's the minimizing of the turnovers. It's defense playing a stronger game. Again, we've talked to Alex Kalorn. We've talked to Coach Cooper. We've talked to some of the guys about what happens to this team in particularly when too many special teams, uh, special team plays are required. The Boston Bruins had seven power plays, which means the PK unit was out a lot. And then they had five power plays themselves, being the Tampa Bay Lightning, and converted on zero 
power play opportunities. That not only mentally screws with this team, but it keeps them out of ever getting in a consistent flow and structure when this team cannot get in their structure, when they cannot command the ice, when they lose the neutral zone very specifically, it's hard for them to win a game. It's just not their strong suit. When they're able to establish their structure, when they're able to make clean, crisp passes through the neutral zone, you see a whole different team executing and playing out there. And execution has been the key word as to where this team is kind of falling apart. They're not executing. Stammer and company is the best way to put it, has said this for the past month now. But we've seen great games where they have had the ability to execute and pull through, uh, having time in the third period being a very specific attribute to them having that success and executing. So minimizing turnovers was a big first step for this team. It's going to be the consistency now in minimizing these turnovers because they have the ability to take away the puck. And it's not just because of a spectacular player like Brandon Hagel. Uh, this team has so many players that actually contribute for checking very well. That one-two punch of Anthony Sorelli and Brandon Hagel is very special, but that first line has been solid and consistent and staying together. Hagel, Point, and Kucherov over the last couple of games. I don't expect to see Sorelli and Hagel on the same line anytime soon as they still try to figure out where does Tanner Janot and Mikey A. Simanko and what's Bellamere's role with these two new additions. So if they can keep the turnovers to a minimum, you're looking at a team that's continuing to make a stride in the right direction. Hints, don't hit the panic button yet. Then third and uh, last, but very much not least, I told you guys on the last episode of Pucks and Bolts that the Boston game will be telling. And I think it gave hope to a lot of Bolts fans. If you take the penalties out of the game, you saw a well-structured game for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I've mentioned it a hundred times that this is a team that tends to rise and fall to their opponent, depending on the level and the skill set they're playing against. I know they're professional athletes. That sounds so asinine, but in the same sense, that's probably the most consistent thing we've seen this season specifically. So they rose to the occasion. They put up a good fight versus the Boston Bruins. And something else to keep in mind is that they let up less goals than the Hurricanes did. The Hurricanes allowed them to have three goals and lost in a 4-3 uh, overtime where the Bolts really kept it close all the way through that third period, only allowing the Boston Bruins to get those two goals the entire game. So you're seeing defense starting to come together that much more. But the overall thing here is not the fact that the Boston game was telling, as I mentioned. It's not the fact that the defense played better. It's not even the fact that they minimized turnovers and had a little bit more of a structural game. It's the fact that the veteran presence on this team is starting to show how and why they're able to lead this team in pressured moments, how and why they have playoff pushes, and how and why they turn things up a dial when it really counts and when it really matters. Uh, we talked to Brian Bradley here on Pucks and Bolts. We talked to Paul Kennedy. We've talked to Bobby the Chief Taylor. We've talked to so many established people that have mentioned the fact that, you know, Victor Hedman is such a key guy in the success of this team. We weren't seeing him playing at his at his optimum level throughout the season. There were some inconsistencies there. I think it's still due to, you know, slight injury or irritation of the body. But all that to say, in the last two weeks, we have seen Victor Hedman back in rear form. He scored against the Boston Bruins when they had that playoff atmosphere game and beat the Bruins 3-2 to two before All-Star Weekend. And he was the guy that got on the board this past weekend. That's just one veteran in particular. It's Steven Samkos, who of course is the captain for a reason, and we know all of his many accolades and why he is such a leader on this team. It's also Alex Kalorn who steps up and has been stepping up the entire 2023 portion of the season. So there's key guys on this roster, Corey Perry, Bellamar, that have that veteran presence, that know what it's like 
to compete in playoffs, what it's like to stay in playoffs, and what it's like to make it to another Stanley Cup final. And they're starting to lead this team, direct this team, keep them calm, keep them composed, and help them keep their head in the games. And I think they're going to be the key guys to help with that keyword execution so that this team can finally start getting over the finish line and making it a consistent play rather than these slumps that we've been talking about since bouncing back from all-star weekend so the third and final takeaway is the fact that the veteran presence is showing up and guiding this team at the right time now the big test after saturday's test the big test about all these takeaways that i just mentioned Bolts fans, Pucks and Bolts fans, is going to be versus the Hurricanes tonight. We know that they clinched playoffs already. We know that they lost their star player in uh, Svechnikov, but there's so much talent on that team, and they're quite a young team still as well. So the biggest thing that I'm looking forward tonight is to see how the Bolts take those promising moments, take those promising strides from Saturday's game versus the top team in the league, and how they carry that in to the matchup tonight. Now, the Hurricanes beat the Rangers, lost to the Rangers, and then fell short to the Boston Bruins. I think that this is the perfect competitive matchup to really see what adjustments the Bolts have made from Saturday and if they're going to do well at mentally not beating themselves, executing and making those adjustments, committing to those adjustments. That means we got to see these guys get on the board in that first period. The entire first period cannot go by unless it's scoreless for both teams. That's one conversation. Uh, But letting up the lead here is not going to be it for them. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on bluenile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Now, quickly before we get into that matchup tonight between the Bolts and the Canes, Cherry pickers from last week. I think it's very obvious. Victor Hedman, first and foremost, has got to be one of the highlights of the past couple of weeks. Um, Again, he's a leader. He's a veteran. He pulls through at the right time. He's starting to get in the goal tally. He's always loading up in the assist tally. I think he's close to 40 assists by now if he hasn't hit 40 already. So Victor Hedman, short and sweet, is one of my top cherry pickers of the past week. The next one. And sorry, guys, I don't know why I haven't talked about him or sometimes I feel like I talk about him too much, but it's going to be Braden Point. As I mentioned, after trailing behind a team two goals in the first period, heading into the second period, it was Braden Point that got his team on the board. It was Braden Point that put his team back in the game. And if you guys remember the week prior to that, it was Braden Point that secured that last-minute goal in the third period versus the Blackhawks to try to keep his team in it in the third period versus the Winnipeg Jets. This guy is just, I want to call him Mr. Clutch. I don't know. It should add on. It should go. Like, people should love it, but who knows? I'm terrible with nicknames if you guys haven't caught on by now. So, um, Braden Point, my second cherry picker of the last week, which takes us into the matchup of tonight, the test of tonight, the Tampa Bay Lightning facing off with the Carolina Hurricanes in Raleigh. 
Uh, I do this thing called things to consider on Twitter, but I also want to pull it into the Pucks and Bolts show because it just adds up. So some things to consider, as I've mentioned, this well, the second period, the first period, any period that the Bolts decide to command. The bottom line is that the Bolts are 15, 17, and 2 versus opponents that score first. But keep in mind, besides that Boston Bruins game, the Bolts hadn't scored first in their last three contests. But they're much stronger in this category than the Hurricanes are, which is why it's crucial for them to get on the board in that first period and make sure that they snag a nice, clean early lead because the Canes are 11-11-5 versus opponents that score first. Now, the Bolts and the Canes have the most goals in the third period, which means we are in for it, depending on what that score is, heading into that final 20. The Bolts have 93 goals in the third. The Canes have 78. So that point difference right there should just let you know that the Bolts are where you should lean confidently if it comes down to being a tight game in the third period. Yet both teams put up the most shots on goal in the second period. Now the Bolts have 784 shots on goal in the second period. The Canes have 841, which means if the Bolts go into this second period chasing the game, there's a good chance that the Canes will take over. And we don't want to see that. We're tired of seeing that. And these things that I'm naming now, these guys are fully aware of, regardless of the fact that they all want to take their game to the next step. Now, this is not a game that we want to be relying on special teams whatsoever. The Carolina Hurricanes have 11 shorthanded goals this season. And yikes, we've seen enough shorthanded goals on the Tampa Bay Lightning so far. I think the Bolts only have five. And we know Anthony Sorelli is responsible for two, maybe even three of those. Regardless, we don't want to see a bunch of special teams this game. We saw that versus the Bruins. If there wasn't an entire first period of penalty box time, then there was a chance for this team to probably take over, stay in it, or maybe go into overtime and secure some sort of W. Who knows? Bolts players who have scored against the Carolina Hurricanes. Well, that starts with newcomer Mikey Acemont, as I have mentioned. Now, Acemont was rotating in in practice yesterday, which is the only concerning part. And I mentioned previously that he was not in the lineup versus the Boston Bruins. And I think that he could have been a key player versus them. I love the way that he's able to keep the puck on his stick. I love how annoying he is around the net but I also think he's due for a goal. So AC Mott has had two goals versus the Carolina Hurricanes so far this season. We also know that he was with the San Jose Sharks previously before uh, joining the Bolts roster. It's Ross Colton who's had a goal versus the Canes, Nikita Kucherov, and Nick Paul. Nick Paul is also someone I would love to say is just due for a goal. And this is a team that he plays very well against, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him get back on the board. Now, Canes problematic players versus the Bolts this season – you got Tavo Taravainen. He's got three goals versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Then you got this guy, Jess Perry, caught Kenemy. He has four assists versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then Martin Natchez with three assists. So those are your three top players to look out for when competing tonight. And my personal thoughts overall is that their game versus the Bruins on Saturday kind of lowered some of my concern. But because the Hurricanes are so good, because we've seen great battles versus this team, we know that this is going to be the perfect test for the Lightning to see how well they can get over their mental hurdles, stop beating themselves, and piece together a full 60 minutes of hockey, or at least a strong 40 minutes in that first and third period. If you got to pick your poison, guys, you want to see this team pull it together for the first and the third period and have that second period, whatever. But at the end of the day, they're not slumping to the point to where they're giving up games all the time. We've just seen that versus certain opponents in certain games and that's probably where fatigue is kicked in the most but at the end of it all 
I think this team's still just trying to find their footing. They're still trying to find that spark. And that doesn't only come down to deep pairings any longer. We're starting to realize that spark needs to be found um, in your four lines. We have to see what that strong top six looks like and what that bottom six looks like as well. So looking forward to what goes down tonight. Hurricanes, Lightning, let us know your thoughts. Are you hitting the panic button quite yet or are you still waiting to see what this team does as they close out the regular season for all updates on your favorite team, the Tampa Bay lightning and hoping to see them make that playoff push. Stay tuned with us at pucks and bolts, download the odyssey app, search pucks and bolts, hit the auto download button to stay up to date on all information regarding your favorite team. we got some practices coming back on the board this week. I'll be in studio Thursday for gender equality night, representing all the amazing women in hockey an honor and a pleasure. So you're also going to want to stay tuned with us for that over at pucks and bolts on Twitter. And until next time, guys, I'm Casey Hudson. Thanks for watching pucks and bolts. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 